Chapter 18 The Night Before When this kind of thing happens in movies or books, you see that on the night before the competition, the competitors can't sleep. Well, not in this story. I slept like a baby. I knew I had Henry Jr. right where I wanted him. I had done dozens of cuts. I knew what was in style. I knew I was fast and good. And I knew that by the end of the day, all of Henry Jr.'s remaining clients would be mine. In the morning, things were different. Even with a good night's sleep and the confidence of almost certain victory, I was in a mood. Unlike with my football games, my entire family would be at the battle. My mom even gave everyone a ride to Heart and Son. When we got there, I found out that I had forgotten my backup clippers from Uncle Hal. Mom had to drive me the 10 minutes back to our house to get them. What a messy start. On the way back to Heart and Son, I double checked the supplies in my backpack. I had my clippers, backup clippers, a brush, and my set of art pencils. I suddenly started to worry. In fact, I started to sweat. Henry Jr. probably had better clippers than I did. He had a whole barber shop of tools. I didn't remember to put what type of equipment we could use in my rolls. My clippers were from JCPenney. My granddad had gotten them with his discount from when he was the head manager there. Henry Jr. got his stuff from special salespeople who came to his shop. I could only go to Sally Beauty Supply if I wanted something extra. I wished I had spent less of the money I earned on making the barber shop fun and cool. My mom looked at me as I nervously clutched my backpack. Are you okay, JD? She asked. Well, mom, I'm a little scared, I said. Do you still want to do this? She asked. I have to, mom. The whole city is coming. Well, you. We're built for this moment. You're my child, JD. We Joneses don't let nervous stop us. She was right. Mom went back to school even though she was nervous. Choir made me nervous at first, and now it's just normal. I had even stopped lip syncing. But I'll tell you a secret, Mom said. Back when I ran track, I sometimes used to feel like throwing up before a big race. But then I'd envision myself crossing the finish line first and everyone cheering, and that helped me keep calm. That's how I felt now, like throwing up. Even worse, Mom continued, when I was training to be a nurse, the first time I had to draw blood from someone's arms, I was so afraid that I would hit the wrong vein and the patient would die. Is there any chance someone's going to die while you cut their hair today? No, Mom. There isn't, I said, laughing. I could tell she was joking. Mom could be really funny sometimes. Then don't be nervous. Just look out at the crowd and imagine everyone clapping for you. The plan was for me and Henry Jr. to select our own hair models. We'd each gotten three different kids to grow their hair out the same length. But when I arrived, Miss Holiday threw us a curveball. Hello, Henry Jr. and JD, she greeted us outside the shop. I had the best idea last night. Wouldn't it be more fun and exciting if I picked the one of the models? She seemed so pleased with her idea, but I didn't like it one bit. 
That way, it will be fair, she continued. Every now and then, my beauty school students practice on local kids, and I called two of them in. Then she directed her attention to me. If you want to be a great barber one day, JD, you're going to have to know how to cut all types of hair. All types of hair? The only hair I had cut that was not like mine was my friend Xavier's. What did Miss Holiday have in mind? Was I supposed to know how to cut girl hair too? Or straight hair? I had planned on using Xavier, Eddie, and Jordan as my models. I already knew how to cut their hair. I couldn't tell what Henry Jr. thought of the new girl. His face looked kind of blank. He probably wasn't worried because at the end of the day, he had years of experience. Was there a chance I could lose in front of all my family and friends? Chapter 19. The Barber Competition As worried as I felt on the inside, on the outside, I looked as clean as a star at his movie premiere. At least as clean as I could with my best church shirt and shoes. I brought a jar of candy for the audience and made sure that Jordan, with all of his gadgets, was able to play music and set up a microphone for Mr. and Mrs. Holiday. Hart and Son only had two barber chairs and one small bench for the people who were waiting. I got permission from my gym teacher to bring a bunch of folding chairs, but there still weren't enough seats for everyone. The only time I had performed in front of a crowd by myself was during the school Christmas play in second grade when I played Joseph. I dropped the fake baby Jesus when I was handing the doll to the girl who played Mary, and everyone laughed. Being on stage in front of people was nothing like being on the football team when no one could even tell who you were. People gathered outside the barber shop with some pressing their noses against the glass. Jordan quickly hooked up his sound system so folks could hear the announcements outside. It felt like a tailgate party at Tuskegee University. My entire family sat in the front row like a line of ducks dressed in their Sunday finest. They were next to Henry Sr. and Henry Jr.'s wife and two little kids. I noticed all of my friends, especially Jessica, sitting by her mom. She waved, flashing her bright blue fingernails and walked up to me. You'll crush it, J.D., just like I did in football last game. Before she went back to her seat, she added, And when my mom sees you cut hair, I know she'll let you cut my bangs. That's just what I needed to hear. I saw Justin fussing on my mom's lap and decided to go calm him. Vanessa was there, too, and she had this weird look in her eyes. I couldn't tell if she was happy for me, jealous, or nervous. But then she grabbed my arm. You've got this, J.D. Next to her, Grandma and Granddad matched for the occasion with Grandma in a powder blue church hat and Grandad in a powder blue tie. They both smiled at me. Everyone I cared about had come out to cheer me on. A photographer from the Meridian City Times took a photo of me and Henry Jr. for the newspaper. The flash was so bright, I felt dizzy. Just then, Mr. Holiday's voice crackled over the speaker. Welcome, everyone, to Meridian's first barber battle, Mrs. Holiday announced. Me and Henry Jr. got into our stations. Give it up for our brave and talented contestants, Mr. Henry Hart Jr. and little Mr. J.D. Jones. Mrs. Holliday paused for applause. I tried to imagine that all the cheers were for me, just like Mom said. Now, the competition is best two out of three. My husband and I will serve as the professional judges, but everyone is allowed to participate by using the numbers underneath your seats. You can rate the haircuts from one to five, five being the best and one being, well, not so good. She rolled up her sleeves. Mrs. Holliday reminded me of the gymnast Simone Biles in the nylon tracksuit she always wore to keep from getting dirty with hair supplies. Now give it up for our hair models. Let's hope they all go home happy. Xavier, Eddie, and this kid from church named Steve walked out. Steve's parents were strict, even stricter than my family, so he was not in football or any extracurricular activities. How was I going to cut all his hair? I did not know Henry Jr.'s models very well either. Maybe they were his relatives from another town over? 
Two of them had small afros, and Mrs. Holliday's wildcard model was another kid with a long, bushy afro. Mrs. Holliday mentioned that her models grew out their hair for the battle. Okay, let's begin, Mrs. Holliday said. Our styling tool of choice was a set of clippers with a guard, no shears. We'd have 30 minutes to complete each style before clippers down. My husband, Billy, or Mr. Holliday to all of you, will kick things off by pulling the first style out of the hat. Mr. Holliday, a short and burly man, walked over to the hat and pulled out a piece of paper. The first style is... A fade! Our clippers buzzed on. I worked on Eddie's head and I felt less nervous as I concentrated on the haircut. But I could sense that Henry Jr. was working faster than me. How many hundreds of basic fades had he cut over his lifetime? Clippers down, I heard Miss Holliday say. Out of the side of my eye, I saw her whispering to Mr. Holliday. Henry Jr. had finished before me and it looked pretty good. Mine was good too, but the back edge was a little unfinished. We must give this round to Mr. Henry Jr. What does the crowd think? When Miss Holliday asked the crowd to write Henry Jr.'s fade, he got mostly fours and fives. I got mostly fours. The only fives I got were from my family. Mrs. Holliday pulled the next style out of the hat herself and addressed the crowd. Our next haircut is a pompadour. I heard the crowd shift in their seats. Not everybody seemed to know what that was, but I did. Celebrities like Miguel, Bruno Mars, and Janelle Monet had all tried their own versions of pompadours. Luckily, Xavier was up next in my chair. All I needed to do was add the right styling product and then edge up his sides. Henry Jr. was trying to straighten his model's hair, but he didn't finish in time to make the edges neat. The holidays whispered to each other again. We think the winner of this round is J.D. This time, the crowd gave me mostly fives and fours, and Henry Jr. got threes, twos, and even a couple ones. For this competition's last style, Miss Holiday said, could I please have Henry Sr., the longtime owner of this shop, come to the front to make the selection? Henry Sr. unfolded his long, stick-like legs and reached his wiry hand into the upside-down baseball cap. High top fade, he yelled out. Dunno what in the world that is, but good luck, boys. Henry Sr. shoveled back to his chair. I knew exactly what a high top fade was. I wasn't so sure that Henry Jr. did. Either way, we were both cutting the hair of a new client for the first time. Henry Jr. calmly buzzed off the bushy ponytail of the kid in his chair. He was already ahead. My clippers buzzed as I shaved off Steve's ponytail, but as soon as his hair hit the floor, my clippers stopped working. I heard a few gasps from the crowd, and my mom covered her mouth with her hand. I walked over to my bag and whipped out my uncle's backup clippers. I'd never used them before, but if I wanted to win, I had to think back to what mom said on our car ride. We Joneses never give up. The good thing about Steve having so much hair was that I could really do something extra special with my high top fade, like a slightly uneven look with one side higher. I stole a quick glance at Henry Jr. It looked like he was trying to copy me. Back on Steve's head, I was feeling pretty good about what I was doing. I focused on the haircut the way I did when I got sucked into my drawings. Even if I lost, I wanted to make sure I did a good job and everyone knew I could cut hair just as good as Henry Jr. That was important to me.